something I can hear something what is it Sam I can smell something yes. is it pigs is it cows it sheep could be. It could oh, be it's bullshit how are you Derek I've been better you know like there's not a lot of fried chicken up here mate I've been I'm, worried about you I'm Don't really get lynched by everyone I've been reunited with my Ethiopian family, with Sam. Yeah, it was with Al back in the day. Oh, who great. Who spirit guide in the modern world. Yeah, well, we do miss you down here, Derek, I tell you. Oh, it's good to hear, but it's great up here, mate, you know. It's yeah. great. Oh, it's lovely here in heaven. I thought Sam had said that you would live in, well into your 80s. He, he he didn't realise the uh, the uh, the pull the pull of uh, Schmernoff. Oh my sweet darling Schmernoff. <laughs> well, in tribute to Derek, I am a bit pissed tonight, Dave. <laughs> if I'm honest, it's the way to do it. Happy Halloween! Yes, Happy Halloween, everyone. Uh, welcome to the Something Wicked podcast. And tonight we're going to do a Halloween special, and we are going to be channeling. The one and only Mr. Derek Akora, who passed over to the side earlier this year. And, uh, you know, what a sad event that was. No longer can we piss ourselves at his shenanigans. What a shame. The obvious direction would be to go for Halloween to do something really scary about a murder or something. And we've chosen, like, this guy who was like, it was like a fucking pantomime dame, really, when it comes to the the haunting the haunted world experience. Yeah, I wonder if he but did. But he has panto. his place. You know, he has his place. I bet he did panto, didn't he? Oh, I'm sure he must have done, yeah. Of course he did, yeah. Serious coin for panto, you know what I mean? Yeah, working with the likes of Sid Little and yeah. that guy from Home and Away. I, I was with Dean Gaffney at the Woking Playhouse. <laughs> I bet Dean Gaffney appears with Wellard, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. he's, he's, he's on screen, dog. Do you not think Dean Gaffney, uh, he's like, <laughs> he's he's almost the spitting image of Gino DeCampo. There's just something, it's like, it's a slightly wrong version of Gino DeCampo. Yeah, the one that so. didn't pass, you know, pass inspection. Yeah. It's like, oh he no. ugly twin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he, he is like his ugly identical twin. He got crushed in the womb slightly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, nothing against Dean Gaffney though. He's he seems like a nice lad, but I didn't realise, having researched Derek a bit this week, that he only lasted on Most Haunted for about three years, didn't he? Yeah, because for right. the Creed Kafer and oh, Rick Eadles scandals, where he was he pretended, and let's you know that is the word we should use when we talk about Derek. He pretended to be possessed or to to be speaking to the spirits of 
someone called Creed Kafer. Creed Kafer, that's right. And somebody called Rick Edels. And these were actually <laughs> names that were fed to him by one of the team. And Creed Kafer, of course, is of course. an anagram of anagram. Derek Baker. <laughs> and Rick Edels is an anagram of Derek Lies. So Derek someone Lies. on the team had it in for him. Fabulous. And the, the expression. But have you heard his bullshit excuse about how that happened? Uh, it didn't uh, he, he blamed it on Sam. He did blame it on Sam. That's Sam, right. Sam, yeah. Sam made a mistake. <laughs> Sam got it wrong. Sam must have overheard someone in the crew talking about these people. Cross channels in the spirit world. Mm. He mixed it up with those fucking researchers on Most Haunted. <laughs> Yeah, but after that, because um, Yvette Fielding came out all like uh, holy than now going, oh, well, we've been telling people that we never lie on this show. And now that we've discovered Derek's a complete fake, we had to get rid of him. But I bet they were secretly gutted, weren't they? Because half their audience just tuned in to see. Of course they did. Derek act his bollocks off. He absolutely made that show. It was it was <laughs> brilliant TV. We used to laugh at, oh, God, do you remember that? <laughs> That holiday, we were just crying with laughter at the Godfrey Parks incident. I yeah. mean, I mean, that was just a tour de force of bullshit. It really <laughs> was. And people loved it, you know. Yeah. De- Derek was an integral part of the, the success of Most Haunted initially. He mm. must have been. He must have been. Yeah. You know, there's lots of bells and whistles. I mean, so much so that there's actually an SNL uh, skit with Hugh Laurie playing Derek Acora. I did see that, SNL. Yeah. I didn't find it that funny, to be honest. No, it's fucking shit. And it yeah. wasn't even a very, it wasn't a very good impression of Derek no. Acora because it wasn't Scouse accent. They were just doing like a, a northern accent like that. You know mm. what I mean? They were all yeah. doing northern accents like that. Not being able to decipher between a Mancunian accent and a Liverpoolian accent. Yeah. You know, obviously, Yvette, Yvette Fielding's got a Mancunian accent and he's got a Liverpoolian accent. But the... the um, but uh, that aside, it was just a play on the idea that they made he's, Derek Akora makes a, f- a farts, and uh, they, they pick it up. They, they regard it as having come from the spirit world initially. It's a very lame joke, isn't it? Really? Yeah. You know when they could have really played on the incredible, over the top, tour de force that was Akora's. A chorus pantomimic lies. Wasn't he the... the first medium to do that to actually get possessed or pretend to be possessed by spirits? Do you know what? When it first because he really took it to a different level, oh, didn't he? Incredible level of oh, incredible level of bullshit. I mean, <clears throat> I wonder whether he just got caught in a bit of a trap one day uh, in what he was trying to do. Because I often found that he he didn't see the thing with Derek. He he didn't have a very broad vocabulary, did he? You know, no. when you would hear him talk, he he was, he, he you know, it was gobbledygook, really. And oh, absolutely, yeah. The this the, the similitude of the of the surroundings and the the force of the of the the uh, the odorous and um, uh, evil Ivy. You know, it's like, what are you on about? You're talking drivel, mate. Where are you going? Where are you going? Oh with this? God. Yeah. Oh, the, what was what did he say about Godfrey Parks? That amazing thing, the the um the uh, the impurity of the purity of evil. The of surety some, of the purity, I think it the, was. The surety of the purity of evil, is it? I mean, it's like 
So I think what happened was he just ran out of ideas of what to say, and so he'd just go into character. Mm. All right, he's, I'm going to make Godfrey Parks this killer, child killer. Ooh, what can I do? But the, one of the best ones is when they're having a seance. Uh, they're, they're doing the Ouija board, sorry. They're doing the Ouija board, and it's moving round. And it was a, it was a moment of genius by Akora, because he just suddenly goes, Bitch! in that field and i wonder whether it was the start of them sort of falling out something's going wrong and yeah there's another clip of him getting really nasty towards a that's when he plays francis spirit and his because face is right up. And what's your surname it, yeah. francis? what's your surname she just kept asking what's, what's your surname, surname? Francis? I, I was really hoping he was going to say drake or, or bacon or something you know really famous <laughs> francis drake i'm a famous sailor and you're nothing but a wench What's your surname? I'm not scared of you. Tell me your surname. Fuck off. What's he got to do with you? Well, she's standing up to him. Don't know who I am anyway. You're not going to yeah. hurt me. You're not going to hurt me. I'm not scared of you, fella. You know, mm. it's all this bravado. But half the time, she's putting her hand to her mouth, supposedly like really frightened and shocked, but she's just covering her up as smirks, isn't she? After because... that, all the smell of alcohol in his breath. Yeah. Stench of booze and fags on Akora's breath. I mean, she acted, when he got exposed, she acted like they didn't know. They thought he was always real. But there's no way that they thought Derek was real. How could anyone think he was real? But they just knew he was good for the show and they were happy to keep him there whilst they maintained the ratings, even though they knew it was absolute horseshit what he was coming up with. But it was entertaining. I mean, you used to just watch them and you'd fast forward just to see, and you were oh, dead absolutely. disappointed if Derek didn't get possessed one episode. It was like you'd been cheated. Uh, that Fielding was the and... fucking possession. I know. Yvette uh, Fielding and Carl Beatty have made a, a bomb yeah. out of that program, a fucking bomb. Yeah. And they've got like a, uh, they've got their bloody Cheshire pile out there in the sticks of Cheshire. They've got loads of like swanky cars. I know this because I read. An article by Carl Beatty about what he what he bought Ivy for a fortieth or something a Porsche nine eleven mm. and she's already got this and she's already got the, the the Range Rover and they've got like numerous sports cars and fast cars a, a massive country pad you know most haunted has been such a cash cow for them mm. I mean the fact that it's made it you know it's got a name in America for Christ's sake yeah you know because it's on well, it was, these... it was only ever shown on living TV wasn't it I think but they or get did syndicated, it move to the BBC well these shows get moved around don't they on the old freeview universe and they're around all over the place aren't they so in America just in the way we get quest so we get quest TV and it's got all that bloody um, American bloody ghost hunters gobbledygook on there with that absolute moronic twat with the hair. Do you know? <laughs> I've never watched it. Do you know what I mean? No. Oh my god! I'll find, I'll I'll try and find, find his name it. now. He he's not an Akora. He's just a ghost hunter, you know. But um, he it's a very popular show over there, and I should imagine that most haunted gets on on those channels too. So. Akora became a very well-known person in mm. a very short period of time. There's no doubt about that because yeah. it was a, it was kind of back in those early 2000s. It became uh, a real, I wouldn't say a cult thing, but it was definitely part of the popular culture, and it became pretty big pretty quick. But to me, I think that the whole thing is pretty shameless, you know, because. I know some people would watch it just for a bit of entertainment and they're not personally involved. But the fact is, it did encourage 
people to go to mediums. Okay, they might not have been able to yes. get to Derek, uh, yeah. but he obviously had his live shows and he had his private stuff that he probably did. But it did encourage people to believe in mediums and that and you know people go to mediums because they want to they want to connect with dead relatives, don't they? Yeah. And all mediums are just charlatans. They're all just liars and con men or con women. Absolutely. You know? I mean, I, you know, I say that very confidently, even though I probably haven't got much to back it up with. But it's just that they have been exposed time and time again. People like Darren Brown have showed you how easy it is to do. Yeah, I mean that's this is it. It's the, there's a, the real dark. There's a dark side to it, isn't it? The whole uh, Doris Stokes thing, you know, Colin Fry, um, Derek Cora, obviously, they would argue. They firstly they would say that they did have this kind of ability to speak to the other side, even if they get it wrong sometimes. That's that would be their ongoing argument that yes, we do have this connection. Yes, I have this psychic ability, but I but you know. Um, the real thing is it's a service. It's a public service to comfort those who have lost loved ones. And well, it didn't, it didn't cover, comfort the McCanns, did it? When no. Derek came out and said, Maddie's dead. Jesus, <laughs> fucking terrible. I mean, it's very likely that she is. But for him to do that so he could get a bit of publicity. He would do, but this just... is shameful, wasn't it? it? This is the thing. Less, he would do anything. He would do anything if he was alive today in fact i wouldn't be surprised if his missus is there saying that she's been channeling uh, he's been channeling her on bloody halloween or something so they can make a few extra quid over you know perhaps being a bit mean saying that because the poor fellow has passed away quite recently so i don't want to cast any aspersions on his missus but if Derek was alive today it would be literally like having a seance and going uh, going rock on tommy yeah (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yes, we're, uh, we're, I'm being possessed. Rock on, Tommy. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say, you know, because if Derek was about, he could let us know how Bobby's doing. Yeah, he'd let us know how uh, Bobby Ball's getting on. Yeah. You know, see if he's bumped into uh, Eddie up there. Yeah. Eddie having a good old moan about. What do you think? Cannon and Bort, Cannon and Little get together now. This is it. Little Cannon. The two shit halves of their respective double acts. This is it. Will form an even shitter partnership a really really shit completely unfunny partnership where they just did cover, covers of shit songs called little cannon yeah you wouldn't what you wouldn't know what to do because the you know both of them need interrupting when they're trying to do a song and <laughs> yeah. there'd be no one to interrupt them <laughs> there'd just be these pauses of silence <laughs> when, <laughs> out wait, there with the guitars waiting for something to happen just wouldn't work would it oh no but one of the disturbing things i found tonight actually i was looking for some akora info and i came across this website called friends of Derek akora right this has been set up by these mediums right nameless mediums you don't really get to see who they are where you can and i think it's got gwen's blessing because it well it's got a quote from us saying something like oh Derek would be really pleased with something like this right and it's basically you get you get readings or psychic messages yeah. through phone obviously a premium rate number oh yeah email or text and it's a pound of text so you can, oh you can my how could anyone i mean even if this stuff was real how could anybody 
find anything out about your relatives in the spirit world from bloody a text. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable. I'm having a look at it now. Yeah. Oh, my It's got a really sickly picture of Derek on there. It has. In fact, in the clouds, like he's in heaven. Yeah. (laughs) With his boozer's nose. There was no hiding it in the end, was there? That incredible, really, his nose had gone pure booze on it. <laughs> you could just tell how much fucking... Well, didn't I mean, he used to hide bottles around the those yeah. haunted uh, sites? Yeah. I t- What's this, Derek? What's this? I told you, Ivy. I told you. I'm I'm always around the spirits. I'm always around the spirits. Sorry. <laughs> Shit joke there. <laughs> Shit joke number oh, one. God. Absolutely. Look, I mean, look at the state. Oh, God. I mean, it is. That is just scurrilous, isn't it? That yeah. is scurrilous. Friends of Derek Akora. But talking about, I mean, playing on people's emotions and probably their mental health issues. There was one seance he did that was done on Sky One, I think. And it was called Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. I've seen the of- seance. Yeah. Oh, my God. Akora is, is that good? Hi there. And he's trying to do almost like a, a Jackson voice, but he, he can't do it. So he's he's just going like this. He's going, hi there, yeah. I'm with you. I, I feel your pain. I feel your... And this guy dressed as Michael Jackson, you know, yeah. who obviously he's mentally ill because he's dressed as Michael Jackson. Anyone who just spends <laughs> a life dressed as Michael Jackson, they've got some mental illness, haven't they? Yeah, and he's like, oh, oh my god, I love you, Michael. And he's like, it's so tawdry. It's the worst kind of tawdry. Well, did he say that Michael had a sore throat just because he couldn't get the voice right? Is that what he did? I didn't yeah, said, I just watched oh, the clip. He's, he's, oh, he's, he's telling me he's got a sore throat. <laughs> I wonder how sounds of shit. <laughs> it's a very weird life because I've got my book here. You know, um, psychic of. I've got it here. The 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 Akora Bible in my hand. Which one have you got? The Psychic Adventures of Derek Akora. Uh, this. All right. Well. Which, um, oh yeah, that, I think that was yeah. Talks about his life. Right. How he how he found uh, that he had spiritual ways. How he found that he could have the second sight and see the spirits of the world. Um, how he saw an apparition when he was a young man, as a kid. And realised someone of the other side. And then how he became friends with his spirit guide, Sam. Oh, yeah. So have you actually read this book, Dave? I, I, to my sins, I've read quite a lot of it, yeah. Because I've got a book called Derek Akora Extreme Lying. Uh, sorry, Extreme Science. <laughs> right. And I picked it up 10p in a charity shop. And I'm looking at the the the, the inside cover here and it's got, Another five of Derek books, right? I was amazed that he's got that many wow. out. But and the first one is is the one you've got, the Psychic Adventures of Derek Akora. Then it's got Ghost Hunting with Derek Akora, Derek Akora Haunted Britain and Ireland, Derek Akora's Ghost Towns. That's to accompany the series, and Derek Akora's Amazing Psychic Stories. Now, I have to admit, I this book made me quite mad, right? <laughs> it really did, because. You know, it's just a catalogue of lies, basically. All lies. But I'll read you some of the chapter headings because they're, they're sort of the quite dramatic headings here, sort of thing you'd find in a true crime book. So it's got like teenage terror, horror in my hometown, the condemned man, 
Carnage in California, The Murderous Monk, Human Tragedy, Satanic Sorcery, and The Green-Eyed Monster. <laughs> but it's I just couldn't read it, Dave. It's just fucking... Oh, it's drivel. This is comp- complete drivel. I mean, it, it, this is incredible when he starts to give you a backstory of how he met Sam, you know, mm. meeting my spirit guide. And it's like, the story begins over 2,000 years ago when I was incarnated as a member of a family who lived in Ethiopia. So he claims that he met Sam whilst uh, being a, uh, a member of a poor farming family in Ethiopia. Right. And uh, it's quite remarkable. I mean, how he convinced people. It's an incredible indictment of just how fucking gullible people are in the world, I think. Oh, yeah. You know, this is this is what we need to to switch round the Akora story and look at everything that's taking place today. You know, it's like what it's like. This is this. It's the same reason why people have voted for Boris Johnson to be prime minister. Mm. You know, it's people are sucked in by people's so-called charm. This are kind of charm offensive or larger than life personalities like Trump in America. And once you've spun your little fucking web of deceit. And you've got a little bit of a following. It's amazing how many more you can drag along with you and build yeah. up and build up that following. It's f- incredible. I mean, in, in a way, with Akora, it's quite fabulous that he was able to suck in so many people around him um, to believe in his claptrap, really. How amazing. I mean, part of me does admire him because... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, it, it, you know, to have balls of steel like he must have or just... because. Whatever your way you look at it, it's a performance and he has to oh, yeah. go out on stage and there's people, you know, when he does his live shows and even when he does the TV where yeah. he can't really hide because the cameras are on him, he has to put on a level of authenticity or, to, you know, faux authenticity and he has to be able to roll with the punches, you know. So yeah, right. when he but... goes out and he starts making stabs in the dark, does anyone mm-hmm. know a Frank, does anyone know a Reg and all this? You know, he's got to be prepared for people to say no. And then he's got to, you know, come up with something else very quickly, hasn't he? Yeah. So to do that, you know, it takes it takes a lot of skill. and It takes a lot, a lot of nous as well. Yeah. And I think what happened was, because I think what's interesting in the early days, if you look at the early stuff of Akora, mm. he would be often set with a couple of other so-called psychics. And they yeah. were all, and there's one where they go around and try and re- retread the uh, streets of Whitechapel with Jack the Ripper, right? <laughs> and he's with, his, he's with a couple of other psychics and they're all coming out with sort of historic facts. And Derek's, he's not great, you know, because he's there, he looks like a, you know, he looks like a scouse spiv, which is basically mm. what it is, compared to some of the others who look a little bit more like Holmesian, you know, in their attire. You know, yeah. they've got a little bit more of a kind of discreet look and they're, uh, whereas... You know, De- Decker's there with his with his fucking jazzy polo neck. And his, and his... He was a right spiv, wasn't he? <laughs> a right spiv. Car salesman. A car salesman looking like Swiss Tony. Yeah. <laughs> and he's coming out with his garbled nonsense, barely stringing a sentence together. Yeah, I felt the fear, the fear, the huge... I mean, I don't even think he used the word like trepidation. I mean, he... he the fear, the the remedial energy, <laughs> s- 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 similitude, making up some shit. 
just great to watch as he's fumbling around for the words. Mm. I suppose what, what they do is when it's not going night right for them and they're not they're not making any connections with anybody is that uh, they just go oh well tonight the spirits weren't with us it was a bit you know the the communication airwaves or pathways were not quite working tonight and that's the thing with the core that's the well that's the point you know that's a great point you make though Lee, because most of the other lot would do that if they got if they kept, if they stumbled they would do that but Derek, you know, with those balls of fucking steel, he doubled down, didn't he? He would, he, he would absolutely go for it. And if it wasn't, if he didn't have someone in the book, right? We're at Tarpley Hall. Okay, I know such and such a thing happened at Tarpley Hall. I've been led us, I've been led in a different direction. He'd invent some fucking ghoul or something that was never there in the history books. He would, I'm Killer Jack, <laughs> you know. Brilliant. I mean, the guy had balls of steel just to come out with stuff. So he was always up in the ante on himself because he knew it was, you know, he knew the ratings were there. And I think that's what happened. So my, I suspect what happened was that when he was doing these initial ones where he was just saying, yes, I heard a voice of a young lady who was slaughtered at the hands of the Ripper, you know, saying pretty much the same as everyone else. He thought, oh, I need to sort of step this up. And he started getting a bit of a reputation. Got, he got into uh, Most Haunted. And at the beginning of Most Haunted, he was just doing the same kind of thing there too. He said, oh, I can, oh, I'm feeling a cold, a cold run right through my body, Ivy. And it feels like, oh, it feels like something terrible has been happening here. I would say someone's died at the, the noose of the hangman, the noose of the hangman, Ivy, like this. <laughs> And that's, but then he just thought, I need, what am I going to do? These, uh, they're going to, they're going to start bringing these they're other sides. They're going to axe me. Yeah, yeah. they're going to axe me. And they, I, I need to do something. And then I think that was it. He just went. Yeah. Because I'm pretty right. I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying. He was on other things, but he never did this possession thing until he was on Most Haunted. And he didn't do that straight away. It was only yeah. when he thought, right, this is getting popular now. I need to up my game. Yeah. And, and they would have encouraged him. Were, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, they would, they would have probably fuck. said, "Oh, Derek, you know, everyone loved that show where you know where he got possessed, you know, and that would have exactly. like sown the seed for him to do that more." Exactly, because I always think that the Godfrey Parks one was the first time that he got, but I don't think it was. I'm not sure that it was. I think that maybe there was things before that, but certainly that was it. Then he was doing it, if not every show, every other show, and you'd watch it. What you would literally watch it, wouldn't you, just to see what absolutely. Mm cobblers he would come up with next week so he would did you see that one where he was talking about he he felt the the spirit of this this 18th century soldier and he said that she'd murdered this young girl who was very sort of subservient to 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 this soldier they had the skull of the girl apparently so they were giving him this skull and they were saying when did she die Derek when did she die now, bear in mind that he said that she was killed by an 18th century soldier. <laughs> he said 17th century. <laughs> and they, they carbon dated the skull. Oh, and it turned out that it was like Viking era. <laughs> so, you know, before the 9th century or something like that. I can't believe they left that in, though. But there was always stuff like that, and I always used to love it when they would come up with some random name of somebody who was in. Yeah, then it oh, The researchers, place. oh, our researchers are going crazy. You know, they do the live shows. Yeah. Our researchers are going crazy. You've given them this name, and they've come up with 
Nothing. Nothing. They would always type no it on the bottom. There are no records yeah. of this person ever living. <laughs> it would, it'd be gabbing on about something. It would come up underneath, wouldn't it? Yeah. No records have been found for a John Evans in this property. <laughs> oh, God. But the, the funniest bit, Dave, is <clears throat> it's got to be where he's doing his show. Yeah. Right. He's, he's, he's show where he's got the live audience and he's like, He's not getting them to buy, is he? He's going, is, is there a Frank? Is anyone know a Frank or a Reg? You know, you think, you know, there's an audience of like 50. And they're like all shaking the reds. And then this guy goes, mm, well, my dad uh, was in the F because he said he was, a royal, he was a Royal Air Force connection. Yeah. And then, well, my dad was in the Air Force, but his name was Hugh. And then he goes on to be, <laughs> he starts communicating with a dog. What message has this dog got, Derek? Incredible. I could not believe that. I was just pissing myself. It was just so funny that I was crying when I watched that Luke. Thanks, thank you for thanks for sending me that clip because it was just hilarious, man. Hadn't seen that before. Famous one, of course, is where he's 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 silent for ages, isn't he? And if he's like, what is oh, it? brilliant, what is it? And he just goes, something coming through now. What is it? What's that, Sam? Yeah, Mary loves Dick. Mary, Mary loves, loves Dick. She loves Dick. Oh my God, she just goes crazy for Dick. That's <laughs> <laughs> like she just immediately puts her hand to her mouth, doesn't she? Because she's laughing her head off. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And if you go on to YouTube, you can see loads of people have done like song, like versions using it, like dance yeah. tracks. Mary oh, really? Dick. Yeah, like drum and bass. There's this drum and bass one where he's having a like a, a, a possession episode. It's fantastic. He's going, Rah! he's like screaming his head and shouting at him, "You bitch! You bitch!" It's like this drum and bass track. Oh God, I'd love to see that. Oh, but there's a fantastic clip you can find as well, where I think it's um, Paul Ross, Jonathan's not anywhere near his famous brother, who was one of the hosts of Most. I think I actually life. prefer Paul Ross to Jonathan yeah, Ross. Yeah, me too. I think he's all right. Who, um, who had his uh, his own sort of demons to deal with, didn't he, a while ago? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had some kind of strange affair with a bloke didn't he and ran off from his wife and he was like all part of some kind of strange nervous breakdown and very strange anyway but um <clears throat> i digress but uh he's about to go to a break or about to go to some snippet and then you can hear and he mentions Derek Akora and, oh to a vet uh, to a vet and you can hear yes. a vet saying he's he's a fucking fake full of, always has been and, you know you can actually hear it in the background yeah it's full, of, it's full of shit basically she's saying uh, so, um, yeah, not good, not good no. at all. But of course, all that kind of behavior just reflects on her. It does. Because it just suggests that her and Carl from day one were, like you were saying, prodding fucking Derek with a stick to say, come on, Derek, it's good what you're doing here. Let's go even further. Let's push this to the limits. And then you know? to pretend that they didn't know he was faking it. I mean, you know, the Mary Loves Dick clip. 
There's yeah. actually an extended clip. Yeah, of that. where they're pissing themselves. I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. So at the end of it, when Derek comes out of his possession, they're supposedly off camera, and she's going, "Oh my god, the best thing about that was Mary loves Dick." And even Derek's like laughing. Don't stop laughing. Yeah. <laughs> Derek does his normal kind of like looking slightly dense. Yeah, looking course. dense, looking, looking trying dense, to look like innocent. But... Yeah, trying to look innocent, and then mm. and then sort of goes, <laughs> "Yeah, I said Mary loves Dick. Didn't realise that. Of course, that sounds rude, doesn't it?" Uh. <clears throat> What I would have loved him to do, which I don't think he ever did, was suddenly get into a possession and then suddenly go, Nathan! Nathan! Me, Nathan! Oh, the iconic clip from, is it Mersey Blues, that documentary? It's great, that. It's great. great. I always say to my lads, you know, we were on holiday in Portugal a few uh, weeks back, months back, uh, we uh, we do this false scouse accent saying, you can't get any fried chicken around here, mate. can't get any fried fucking chicken or a murder burger. <laughs> and we saw Ian Rush as well over there, which says it all. <laughs> right, Ian. Sorry, Ian Rush. Any fried chicken and a murder burger. What was it Ian Rush said when he... <laughs> Well, he had a he moved to, from Liverpool to Juventus, didn't he? And afterwards, he came back and he said, "I hated it. It was like living in a foreign country." <laughs> Brilliant. I once saw Ian Rush out in Dublin, uh, having a few pints. <laughs> That's a non-interesting story. But well, it's still, like that. It's a little addition. We're in. Uh... I wonder what Ian Rush is up to these days. Well, well, Doesn't do any punditry, does he? Because you can't understand. I'll tell you what he's up to, mate. He's swanning it in a beautiful little fishing village in bloody Portugal. That's, is he? Yeah, that's where we saw him. He was oh, there. You actually his... saw Ian Rush? That's what I'm telling you. That's what I'm saying. Oh, sorry, I missed that. We were there, and there's Ian Rush having um, having his having his mate burger and some fried chicken. <laughs> and uh, I actually went past him and... Uh, because my son was like quite excited about it, and uh, just to prove it was him, I went uh, pronounced R Ian, which is good afternoon in Welsh. Good afternoon, Ian, and he uh, actually responded to me with a thumbs up whilst he was still on the phone, because <laughs> he was there on the phone making a fucking property deal. Well, at least you didn't ask him for a selfie, Dave. Good on you. No, I didn't do that. I wouldn't do that. And I wouldn't disturb the, the, the chap while he was having his lunch. Oh, his late yeah. lunch yeah. in the early afternoon in a lovely spot in Portugal. But that's interesting. This leads as nicely as a segue into the fact that Derek, Derek Johnson, as Derek Okora was originally known, uh, was on the books of Liverpool FC. Yeah. Not for long, though. Not for long. But my God, he loved to spout off about it, didn't he? He did. He didn't make the first team, did he? Uh, yeah. And he got moved on. A few yeah. local clubs, I think. It was Blackburn? Blackburn, maybe one. But then he ended up in uh, Australia, didn't he? That's right. But his wife didn't like it there, so they came back. Oh, actually, he got injured, didn't he? And it was he got an injured. It was a career-ending injury. He talked about that. It was well, the, what's in the my book, Dave, ever had? The bit I did read is the first tale he tells is that when he's playing for Liverpool and they're playing Blackburn, actually. I know what you're going to say. Some reserve game. And he meets this. They seem to be playing it at some mental hospital or something. Yeah. Where he gets to know one of the. Oh, no, they bring they bring down 
some of the residents of this mental hospital and he gets talking to this lad who's been put inside this mental hospital just for the fact that he hears voices but he makes a connection with Derek because Derek obviously can hear them too and uh but then Derek gets attacked by by one of the spirits wow Derek quite, quite a dramatic dramatic story but but shit <laughs> and not worth anyone's time I think um, he, he claims to have been told by uh, the great Bill Shankly himself to um, uh, stop mucking around with this uh, this um, psychic larky and concentrate on your football, lad. That's right. Yeah, he says that. It's, it's very, and he, he claims to have predicted an Emlyn Hughes car crash. It was after that. It was yeah. after he said to uh, Emlyn, uh, can I have a word with you? And he went, what is it, Derek? What's the matter? Like that. <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter, Derek? I've got a feeling you, you, your missus is going to have a car crash, and you are. And and lo and behold, it happened. And Bill Shankly said, Listen to me, laddie. Stop mucking about with all this sigh, kick malaki, and concentrate on your football, because it's more important than death itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, more important than Emlyn's death. death. Who yeah. cares if Emlyn dies? Yeah. It's not as important as the match Whoops. on Saturday. We, uh, Emlyn has died, hasn't he? Uh, yeah. uh, hiya, Derek. Nice to see you up here, son. Very convenient that both those people are dead and cannot verify the story. No, they can't exactly. That's interesting. Yeah. It's funny how he started spouting that after Emlyn had passed on. Yeah, it's like... He, uh, you know, this question of sport days to the football stadium in the sky. Yeah, he's like the bullshit medium version of... Paul Burrell, you know, Diana's yeah. butler. Yeah. Oh, yes, and she once said well, to me, she once said to me about the boys, yes, it was just me and her, no one else was present. <laughs> yes. It was very, very touching and really, really said a lot about the woman. Look after the boys for me, Paul, weren't you? How many fucking books has he got out? I know. Like, I remember Schofield, Pip Schofield, said to him, <laughs> it was quite good at this. He got him on this morning promoting his latest book. And he goes, Yeah, Paul, you you, you say you say that she was your rock, but she's more like your pension. <laughs> you were her rock. What is really interesting you should say that about that. I think that Derek was thinking that, you know, that where every time he did another possession, every time he upped the ante, he just kept thinking Ka-ching, ka-ching. Yeah. This is. I'm going to put this away. This is. This is it. I've had a. I've had a tough life. You know, it's not gone my way. The footy didn't go my way. I bet he's done. I bet he'd done a few crappy jobs here and there. One thing or another. He did the bottle bottle hard, hadn't he? You know. And yeah. I bet he was thinking, this is it. This is my chance now. This is my cash cow. Ka-ching. And just like Burrell did the same with the Diana. Oh yes, yes. So he'd make up all sorts of stories like, uh, we, you know, we, we're alleging that he's made up these stories. I don't want to get in court over this. But, um, <clears throat> you know, I take my chances with Akora. I'll take my chances if, you know, I'm not going to say he uh, anything allegedly about Eric Akora. You can't libel the dead, can you? No, no, that's true. Oh, actually, you can't. can't. Wait, well, this is it. So Burrell's still alive, isn't he? So we better be careful. Then. Yeah, but, but alleged. he couldn't prove you were... He couldn't prove it either. No, that's true, that's true, that's true. You know, it's not like he's going to be bothered taking, you know, anyone to court over his bullshit anyway. <laughs> There's people that have said worse than us. I know, of course. My God, of course. to his face. 
But, you know, the fact is, he, he just thought, well, I was close to her for a while, so I'll make out that I was really close to her, yeah. you know. And I, I bet he hardly knew her. I bet she hardly would yeah. even recognise him. If you remember, you know? Burrell first came to the public's attention when the, the Queen accused him of nicking stuff, didn't she? Well, that's it. Oh, well, there you go, yeah. then. And it was that big court case. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, after years of marriage with his missus, he's, a, he's you know, batting for the other side now as well. Oh, is so, he? Yeah, yeah. He's got a husband, doesn't he? I didn't realise that. Right. I, I didn't realise I was gay. It's like, piss off, Paul. Of course, you, you know, that doesn't happen. Everyone else Of course did. you do. Yeah. You know, absolute commas. Well, fair play to him for that. But um... I always thought Derek was gay, though. You know, I, was, you know, I always thought Derek was gay. You know, did so... Yeah, it was just when I first saw him on TV, I just thought he was. He's got that. He has got that look, hasn't he? It's that kind of like the older game, the older game. But in, and it, it, what he probably was though was one of these um, sort of smartly dressed older chaps who was who used that campness to um, convince women that he was uh, a very gentle, kind soul. Whereas in reality, what he was literally doing was grabbing the cash out of the purse. You know, yeah, sort right. of shipman-esque type. Shit, shipman-esque, and in a way, and using that uh, that idea of grabbing the cash out of the purse in a metaphorical sense, because they they were coming to the theatres. Only paying... one pound a text. Exactly, <laughs> only one pound a text, and then they were coming to the theatres and paying their t- uh, hard-earned dollar of twenty, yeah. thirty quid a time to watch Derek bark like a dog well. on stage. He probably sold yeah. t-shirts and he did mugs. Derek the... called them mugs. Mugs, <laughs> very appropriate for the clientele. <laughs> I bet what are them get... bags called? Tote bags. Yeah. Beer mats. Pin bags. Eric for a, um, a, a red blazer. <laughs> and matching black, matching black polo neck. <laughs> Whatever you wearing. Yeah. Do you ever go to them shows that uh, you can tell that some of the merchandise has been? in store for ages <laughs> so like really <laughs> faded keep pulling it out yeah i can't oh. think who it was that i saw now and he had a really crap table of you know really shitty looking merchandise that he'd signed everything because you know hoping people would actually buy it well <laughs> I, can't, you know what's it, I can't remember who that was now it's a great point you make there lee because uh, there's a there's a super clip on uh, youtube of derek uh, and it's so cringeworthy to watch. If you haven't seen it, please watch it, people. And you too, Lee, where he dances to um, to uh, Happy, you know, the song Happy. Yeah. Um, uh, who the bloody hell did that now? I can't Farrell remember. Williams. Uh, Farrell Williams. Yeah. Farrell Williams is happy. Thank you. So he comes centre stage on the camcorder there, right in the centre of it. And it's literally done in some kind of like village hall or some community centre yeah. with a group of hardened followers of Derek and the cameras focus on him as he does this dance. And I swear to you, you'll love it, Lee. You want to see his dance. The, de- <laughs> the Derek really getting, into, really getting into Happy by Pharrell Williams, then miming the lyrics and doing this very expressive dance with his arms. It's superb. If you well, can find it, it there on your laptop or your yeah. phone now, I would look at it. You'll, you'll have a giggle. It is funny as fuck just put in happy uh, Derek Akora dancing because <laughs> he's okay. happy and you'll see what I mean and you can do this as well listeners yes absolutely uh, listeners uh, <laughs> clips I w- wish 
and want you, if you haven't seen much of a Cora, to oh, watch. Yes, watch this. Watch him go for it. It just says it all about his ego as well, this. He's just so centre stage. On... He's got doing it, the classic it? walking onto the dance floor whilst dancing. It's a real sort of... It, it, it is. It, from, the, from the waist down, the classic dad dance. But the arms, he's going for it with the arms. Fair <laughs> play. It's going for it. Looks like amateur footage as well. Like <laughs> it is the what I'm saying. It's like in a community centre. Yeah. In real or something like that. It's it's so weird. I mean, it looks like it's the slippery slope of his career to me. Looks like things have well, gone on the he's decline. Had he's had a few. And it looks to me like this has been the way it's been for the last few years. Yeah. It hasn't been a successful. I can't imagine it's in the last 10 years of Akora's life, it had been like it was in the start of the, the noughties, you know, yeah. it, it's been, it's been a bit of a decline, I would imagine, you know. And... Well, I don't know. I mean, I've not, I mean, after he did, he finished, uh, he got kicked out of most haunted. He started ghost towns. Yeah, that, well, I'm, I think ghost towns was successful. I think he was very, I think he was popular on living. Who was TV the and... co-presenter? Was that, EastEnders oh, girl. That horror from EastEnders. Yeah, who lost part of her thought, nose. Yeah, she lost Danny, it. Danny something. Slag. slag. Is that her I think her surname was Slag. <laughs> well, you or, know what? Funny enough, Huzzy, I came, Was it Huzzy or Whore? I came across her, and she's one of several celebrities that have, that have started having Instagram, I think it is, where you can subscribe to their Instagram crowds uh, for exclusive content of 1999 a month, right? Yeah. And they post explicit pictures. Oh, God. Her, I mean, that, how desperate uh, is that? Her career, her career just took off after he started. That's as it? bad as, nearly as bad as Marty McCutcheon promoting <laughs> that gin club. Have you seen that it's fucking shit? She's, have it's you seen awful, it? Have it? a look on YouTube of Marty McCutcheon unboxing her latest gin package. Oh, God. I will have a look. Everything seems to be going this way, doesn't it? Where you subscribe. Yeah, so if you, get, a subscription. you get some every month, don't you? you get yeah, your yeah. razor blades every month. You get yeah, your yeah, yeah. meals or your popcorn every month. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so that she's doing that. But this thing about subscribing to, to an Instagram for explicit photos, I mean, it's just pathetic. Oh, it's terrible. I mean, they've got to make a living, but... What a way to make a living. You've got to have your dignity, surely. Yeah, yeah. Mind you, if people want to pay us for doing this, I mean, who wants to away, see? I mean, I'm not being... and pay us some money. Well, yeah, but hopefully we're a bit better than what she's producing. Well, I mean, I I'm not being funny, but she doesn't look great, does she? No, I was going to say, I was going to say the, that maybe our listeners would probably rather look at my tits. <laughs> Daniela Westbrook, that's it. Daniela Westbrook, horrible, and she's horrible druggy. Well, she went out with one of my heroes, Brian Harvey, for a bit. Didn't she? <laughs> <laughs> no, Dave, come on. We need to do an episode on Brian. Don't diss Harvers. No, I'm not dissing him. Lee, you can convert me. We'll do an episode. We'll talk about Harvey. Yeah, I mean, we will do another one. We've got our hands full with Derek, let's be honest. We've got our hands minute. full with Derek. Yes. Uh, but let's, yeah. Let's, um, let's just what, talk, if we can, if you don't mind, Lee, interject here. Let's just talk about a couple of classic possessions. Because I think we need to go over ground again of one of our absolute favourites, don't we? Which is the magnificent Godfrey Parks. 
And first um, time we ever saw him, that first time we I didn't know who he was. No, no, and um, I think was it my? I think he it was. bought a video yeah. or DVD when we were in Scotland. That's right. Yeah, I bought it, didn't I, from the supermarket on the way, in the, as a sort of bit of a laugh. Yeah. Put it on and see what it was, and we were just utterly blown away by this. Yeah. Uh, every single one of us were just in fits of laughter over his possession of a child murderer called Godfrey Parks, who, uh, who there's no documentation whatsoever on this this so-called villain. Oh, he escaped the, he escaped the justice of the hangman, don't forget. That's right. He escaped the justice of the hangman, but no records could be found of anyone called Godfrey Parks whatsoever. But um, the surety of his purity of evil pure evil oh he's evil if he he's coming over me now didn't he start touching his nose yeah it's off my nose i know it's red and bulbous it's quite sore it's quite a remarkable uh transformation a metamorphosis i would say from yeah. derek into this child killer godfrey parks and it goes oh not really and he suddenly goes and then Yvette shits herself immediately, as is Yvette Fielding's want, let's be honest. And yeah. she dives behind the guy who's the sceptic guy, who he's kind of half laughing at this is point. Is he the sceptic, that bigger guy? Yeah, the bigger guy. Who starts he was talking the, to him. Yeah, he's the parapsychologist who, you know, wants to believe but hasn't really seen anything yet that um, will convince him. And uh, he's even... He's even less convinced after Derek puts on this show of shit. Yeah, but um, he plays along with it, doesn't he? He does play along with it. He definitely plays along with it. <clears throat> and um, then he starts going on uh, how uh, they, they're hurting my legs. You're hurting my legs, you, you little mite. You little mite, you nasty little mite. Yeah, the kids are hitting his legs. The kids are hitting his legs. And then what we all thought was the absolute tour de force of his performance was when he sits down and he looks and as the psychic guys trying to trying to speak to him trying to speak to the possessed derek who has now become godfrey parks he looks down at derek and says well, well, who are you what, what's your name uh, tell us about you and he because of, of course at this point he's going i'm godfrey parks i'm godfrey parks but when he sits down he looks up and it's quite remarkable how Godfrey Parks goes from Queens English to transatlantic New Yorker. <laughs> yeah. He looks up at the camera and goes, why you talk to me? It's like some spaghetti Western, isn't it? <laughs> it's actually, it's like Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Why, why you talk, you talk to, me? to me? It's quite Because I'm inquisitive. His biggest, <laughs> his lame biggest hero and on film was John Wayne. Was it? So you can see that little bit of John yeah. Wayne, that cool looking up, why you talk to me? <laughs> and I should imagine he liked a bit of Clint. You well, know. That, that's, that clip ends with Derek going, coming out of it. They have to hold him down, don't they? Because Godfrey's yeah. getting a bit unwieldy, starts yeah, thrashing yeah. about and threatening to attack people. So they sort of pin him down and then Derek comes back and he's going, where in the legs? <laughs> Where's my legs gone? Can't feel anything. Can't feel it. Oh, my legs. Derek, 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 you're all right, Derek. Oh. <laughs> Brilliant. That was a good thing to throw in. That that was clever about the. Oh yeah, very clever. Yeah, as if it just. I think I think that's 
that really was his his true ability. Really, was mm. to go into these kind of yeah, obviously kind of comical, but you know, you can imagine that to some people, quite harrowing, quite scary characters. Because he, he was good at sort of flicking a switch and becoming something. You know, to give him his credit, he would mm. have perhaps been a pretty good actor, you know. Well, the way I remember him sort of going into some of the possessions was he'd just be like talking, you know, commenting on the feelings he's getting, you know. He's going, yeah, yeah, I can feel. Oh, yeah, he's a big man. He's a big man. Yeah. Oh, quite, quite imposing. <laughs> it suddenly become this character. <laughs> We'd have like a bit of a wobble. The, the sort of wobbly bit was <laughs> just the link between the two characters. The, the other great possession, of course, well, there's, met, there's, there's a few really good ones. Um, but the, the one where, and, and if you go on to YouTube, it's uh, it's called Derek Acora Gets Violent with a Vet Fielding. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's really, where he yeah. becomes this character, Francis. And then we've already spoken about this, but it's mm. it's, it's really well worth a watch. And um, there's another one where uh, uh, Derek's evil possession, and I think that's the one where he starts trying to throw a a, a lamp across the room. Yes, <laughs> he know. does. He does. He chucks a lamp. Yeah. So he was really up in the ante on some of them. And uh, oh, f- great! You know, it, it was great fun. It was really great fun while it lasted. Mm. And uh, I was a big, I, I don't deny I was a big fan, really. On that level, I, I was a big fan. On that sort of big pantomime stage of, you know, going to an old castle, not hurting anybody, trying to scare people, really good kind of Halloween fun. And mm. most of us, with any sort of brain, didn't think anything of it other than uh, absolute charlatans and a good laugh, you know. <laughs> but... When it got to this idea of going on tour and talking to the bereaved in that kind of Colin Fry kind of way as yeah. well, that's where it gets kind of sinister, doesn't it, really, to, exactly. to us? Yeah. You know, some people would argue it comforts people. Most of us believe that really it's a kind of nasty charlatan's trick and mm. uh, you're sort of uh, you're robbing people of their hard-earned to uh, offer them false hope, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> There was one really good clip, and again, this was another sort of expose of Derek, where he, he, I don't know where he was now, but he pretended that he was being possessed by Nazi, a Nazi. Oh, a real, real Nazi. Starts <laughs> coming out with this possessed voice. like <laughs> talking, going, I don't know what he's saying, I've not seen the clip, but I've just read about it. But one of the guys, one of the crew goes, wouldn't, wouldn't he be talking German? <laughs> Derek goes, no, no. Afterwards, he goes, no, 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 because in the spirit world, they all share a common language. Brilliant. He's in there straight away. Derek, you know, he's got all the answers. Sam translates it into English, you know, into (laughs) Stouse, you know. Well, I love that post you put on when Derek passed over in January this year. You put something like, oh, Derek's now joined his made up spirit guide. I thought it was perfect summing up. <laughs> I love the, the thought of the, someone saying to me, but uh, but you, you were there. You were you taken over the uh, you you taken over the spirit of the great bard himself, William Shakespeare. How come you were answering in monosyllabic sentences, Derek? 
and you were getting all your words mumbled up, and you were you were inappropriately using words in a sentence. Then and and yeah. you were Shakespeare. Probably scousisms uh, as well. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's saying that he got bubbled. He got bubbled. He got bubbled. <laughs> Some soft lad bubbled him. Yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what? I'm with him now. Yeah. What's that? What's that, Sir Francis Drake? Okay. Oh, yeah. You had a terrific time. <laughs> oh, he's coming into me now. Uh, let me tell you now. I'm Francis Drake. Sir Francis Drake. And when we were fighting the Spanish, it was buzzing. <laughs> yeah. They were no marks. Yeah. They were a bunch of fucking woolly backs. There's one other clip that I've, I've saw and I wish I could see again that is one of the best is when he, he is, the person he's being possessed by is on fire. Oh. Have you ever seen that one where he's just one going, screaming his head off? He suddenly starts going, I'm burning! That's on that same DVD that we had. Yeah, holiday. but I can't find it anywhere. There's one about polar bears, isn't there? Yeah. He doesn't even meet. It's a circus trainer training polar bears. Yes. <laughs> He's got the polar bears. He's got the polar bears. He must have been so pissed that time. I'm so excited. He's got polar bears, is he? When have circuses ever had polar bears? Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But no, it but just it's seems not the common, is it? You know, it's <laughs> really the odd tie. get lion, elephant. Polar bear. Polar bear, mate. <laughs> <laughs> What I loved is when they did this quick fire Q&A with Derek, of course, it was like, uh, what's your favourite football team? But he's only one, isn't there? Leave it, <laughs> And then he said, what do people usually shout to in the street? And I was, I, I kind of straight away sarcastically said, liar, like this, to the TV screen. But he actually, fair play to him, he said, we shout, Derek, you're a fake. <laughs> did he say that? That's what he said. He said, oh, Derek, you're brilliant and we love what you do. Well, that, mm. So he obviously got quite a lot of that. In the, you could imagine, couldn't you, in walking about, you know, you, you're full of shit. <laughs> it's a bit like when Tony Wilson used to walk around Manchester and everyone used cunt. to shout, cunt, Tony, you cunt. Like this. Well, we once, uh, when we were Derek, kids. Derek, you're a fucking lying cunt. Yeah. When we were kids, we were in... Uh, Fletcher Moss Parking did spin. Tony Wilson, who was on only famous for Granada Reports then, was yeah. playing tennis. And we went up to him going, Are you that guy of Granada Reports? <laughs> no, we've been a bit cocky with him. I can't remember what we said. Like, yeah, yeah, I am, yeah. yeah. He'd not quite turned into the twat that he later became. But, I like uh, yeah, that's me. Do you like the Buzzcocks? <laughs> have you heard have you heard of a band called The Happy Mondays? They're gonna be big very soon. <laughs> Yeah, well, Derek didn't predict anything, did he? You'd think he no. he would be able to. No, he, he didn't, did he? Not, he didn't. Yeah, well, I suppose that's more your regaler, isn't it? Well, or yeah. Or a liar. But, but if <laughs> Sam Sam lived in this multi-layered universe of spirit world, surely Sam could have predicted something in the future. So mm. in the past. Yeah. Really. Well, we should say, Dave, really, because you, you did a fantastic impression or take off of Akora, didn't you, with your... Fantastic showbiz asylum character, Piers de Villiers. Piers de Villiers. Yeah. Indeed. So Dave well, used to do this live comedy night, uh, and the film Showbiz Asylum is available on YouTube in eight different parts. Watch it, folks. Uh, and there is a 
bit where Dave is doing a Derek Akora type character called Piers de Villiers. The uh, the idea behind that skit was uh, again with this no one was found by that name. Yeah. And, uh, I go. Um, I I'm hearing. Uh, I'm hearing. Uh, 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 oh, what's that? What's that? And my spirit guide, interestingly, is the same name as my dog. I I came up with the idea of calling my spirit guide Jesse. Yes. Uh, We've got a dog called Jesse, fully enough now, and mm. that didn't even come to mind when we when we got uh, Jesse as a pup. But I would go, what's that, Jesse? What's that, Jesse? Two children, and they were slain. Oh God, they were slain by the by the axe, by a brutal brutal axeman. And here, yeah, in 1780 to 1785, I'm hearing the name uh, Kylie. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, that's anyway, just getting back to Derek, digress. we can't end this podcast without talking about Derek's loyal fans. Now, my advice would be um, <laughs> cross them at your own risk, because yeah. I once put something on Facebook or one of the Facebook pages about Derek being a fake and I got absolutely destroyed online. Oh, wow. Probably worse than when I posted something about Mark Owen being a shit singer on a Gary Barlow fan page i got fucking murdered by the fans as well probably the same type of people i imagine well, yeah they tend to be middle-aged women don't they oh God, i really hope that we get um we get some listeners from his core fan base listening yeah. to this no and, they, and they, they absolutely they, disgusted by what they, we've been saying trust me they they dismiss all the creed k for stuff the hate of Fielding said that she was jealous of Derek's success and she engineered his sacking uh, even though he was a cash cow, essentially. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they are vehement in their defence of Derek. They love him. It's quite scary, in fact. Yeah, I can believe it. Well, you know, it's kind of, it's like I was saying before about that slightly camp, well-groomed, middle-aged guy. He's not, he's kind of got that cliff thing about him, hasn't he? You yeah. Know, he's kind of asexual, even though you kind of think maybe he's a bit gay. He's, you know, he's quite charming, you know, he, he's safe, isn't he? And so that your Blue Rinse Brigade and your sort of middle-aged... Sort Gary of Barlow fan. Desperate housewife. Gary Barlow, exactly. It's like Gary Barlow. Yeah. It's like the equivalent of... It's the, it's the haunting equivalent of Gary Barlow. She's <laughs> quite remarkable. Right, well, thanks, Dave. Uh, enjoyed it tonight. Hope you have two listeners. Uh, yeah. Happy Halloween, everyone. Are you up to much at Halloween, Dave? Or? Well, I think because of the COVID-19 restrictions, Lee, where we can't go and mingle. No, um, no we, trick-or-treating. No trick-or-treating. I think we're just going to watch some buzzing horror movies. And oh, yeah. I'm going to let my lad, who is but a mere 12 in years, uh, I'm going to let him watch The Shining. Really? Because I, yeah, because I think it's not, you know... It, I mean, he does. He, he sees worse violence on his bloody Xbox, doesn't he? Let's be honest. True. You know? And well, he's a smart lad, so he can withstand slow tension being built, building up. Because I was a bit worried, more than anything else, he might find it boring and and it drags, you know, compared to something like Stranger Things. Yeah. You know, which is kind of very uh, fast moving. But to be honest with you, when you think about it, uh, there is worse violence 
in uh, Stranger Things. And the majority of the horror in The Shining is quite psychological. It's not going to, you're not going to think that Jack Torrance is going to jump out of your cupboard, uh, you know, at night. So I think it's a fairly safe bet. And we, we, we always check things like common sense media. They say 13, 14 for the kids. And uh, George has got like a brain of a 14 year old anyway, really, to be honest. He's, he's very grown up. Yeah, so there's that could, disturbing old woman scene though. That is the only scene. So we might ask him to look away at that. He might want to look away at that. And he's good at that. If we think it's bad, I'll say look away, and he does. So, uh, but he's very keen to see it. And it'll be, you know, it's, it's Halloween, isn't it? You've got to <clears> test the boundaries on Halloween. This is the thing because we saw really scary things when we were kids, didn't we? And of course we did. We are part of the haunted generation. Yeah. And we I, have benefited so much from that. That huge, has huge. left a brilliant lasting effects on us you know even though we were terrified at the time yeah. we cherish those memories and cherish those programs that we saw of course exactly and and you know uh, all kids when they're getting a bit older they want to push the boundaries a little bit and they want to feel a little bit scared especially on halloween they want to do it in a safe environment don't they, they want to do it with the mum and dad in a safe environment the door's locked that so. reminds me i was listening to um, a good podcast uh, I don't know if you've heard of Livo Lounge. Uh, I haven't heard of that, no. He, he does. He did a podcast, and uh, the reason I found it was, um, you know the book Scarred for Life? Yes, I've heard of that, yeah. Which is absolutely amazing, but I'd recommend this book to anybody who grew up in the 70s and 80s. Brilliant. Um, it's a fantastic book. It's about all the stuff that used to scare you as kids. Yeah. And he interviewed the two writers, I can't remember their names now, and they really did relate to each other because the host he grew up at the same time and he and he relates this story which it mirrors sort of what I, we were talking about on one of our podcasts about the stuff that they would just put on in the crown court slot yes know, in the afternoons the, like the armchair, the armchair yeah, yeah the thing he mentioned was the none with no face of course yeah you know and you just see that as a kid it was really meant for much later in the day you would never forget it no well, like Jackie summed it up beautifully at the dinner table the other day when she said just the music would come on for Armchair Thriller and I had to leave the room. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't yeah. stand it, you know. Yeah. And I remember that being the case when I was young for those Awesome Wells presents uh, because the Monkey's Paw one seemed so scary to me. My older brothers were allowed to watch it. I wasn't. That the um, the idea of what it was about was much more scary probably than if I had watched the real bloody thing in the, in the first place. Was that like the 78 version or around that time? Yeah, it would have been was about... It, was it on ITV? Yeah, I think it was on ITV. It was on, yeah, that's yeah, it's really TV, good, that it? one. But what I would not recommend to uh, uh, children, let's say under the age of 12, but I would recommend it as a smashing Halloween watch and very thought-provoking, is the film, the Australian film, Babadook. Described by William Friedkin as the most terrifying film we'd ever seen, is like in a in a similar way to The Exorcist. The the acting is just brilliant. I have to say, the performances yeah. of the mother and the son are brilliant, and the premise of the film is very scary. Whether you like the final outcome, the if you like the twist in the tale, is another thing. But the heart of the film itself is. I think quite quite brilliant and really really spooky. So yeah, so we'll bring the podcast to an end. There's some 
recommended viewing for you the babadook the shining what would you suggest armchair thriller armchair thriller yeah. yeah any film from you lee anything any classic that you think would be a great one with a beer in hand by the fire i think i watched the babadook to be honest oh good i hope you like it let me know yeah. straight away what you think yeah and just to let listeners know we have done a podcast on the top 10 scariest moments from tv and film absolutely uh, which is still available for you to listen Lee, I have to say, I love your Halloween film that you've put out tonight, very much in keeping with our podcast tonight. Um, All right, thank you, Dave. Yeah, yeah that's uh, for, filmed ha, this week. Um, yeah. Was it yesterday? It might have been yesterday or the day before. <laughs> a little but, treat for Halloween. Yeah, it's on the Facebook page. It was just a little... I wanted to do some little film for Halloween, and I was trying to get my kids to come... Because I filmed some footage of myself walking through this graveyard, right, and I thought... Oh, that'll be great. But it was pitch black that I was using the sort of night vision. And I wanted to get my kids or one of my children to come with me and do a bit of filming. Now, my son, who's six, was up for it. (laughs) But I think it might have looked quite dodgy, me helping him over a stile (laughs) in the middle of the night or shall (laughs) we say late (laughs) evening. Uh, to go through some woods into this church graveyard and probably even more dodgier. Um, had I been caught by the vicar or somebody (laughs) but yeah so yesterday I filmed this little thing and uh, it would have been better if uh, I had more cooperative actors let's put it that way but uh, they were good sports for the bits that they did and uh, anyway it's just a little a little thing I wanted to do because I've missed filmmaking you know so uh, absolutely but you've got that sort of uh, lovely that it's done in black and white it's lovely that it's got that autumnal feel to it yeah it's, it's a great little piece the little voiceover fantastically yeah it's yeah. very very dark but i was thinking i should put i should put out um the yeah. knocking that george knocking. and i did in during lockdown in the summer which we had a lot of fun doing and i think uh has its merit a couple of good jump scares in it i'll stick that on facebook it is on youtube isn't it so I can yes it is actually yeah oh yeah do it lee that'd be great and, uh, uh, so also we should say if anybody fancies some original halloween viewing me and dave did make a ghost story that we probably have mentioned more than once on the podcast but we are quite proud of it very it's proud. called the haunting image and it's available on youtube it, uh, it's just our little homage to mr james yeah please watch it and uh, let us know what you think you know we appreciate your reviews uh we're very proud of it and we hope you like it too and it's very much a little prezi for Halloween. So there we are. Happy Halloween. We will be back soon. Wow. His feelings are so good. The surety, it must be no surety of evil that must be in the spirit body. Only so that does not require, he does not wish, he wishes to be left alone. Do you know who we are? Oh, no. Danger! 
My legs. Oh, my legs. No. I've got no legs. My legs. You're right, Derek. Derek.